the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'd like to welcome you to the program. I'm so glad you could join us tonight. Uh, I just want to wish you a happy Lord's Day, which is Sunday morning, and also it is now officially Mother's Day, and I want to wish all the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. You are well appreciated. All the moms and grandmoms, happy Mother's Day to, to all of you for all that you do. And like I said, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, we're a live program, and we'll be here for the next hour taking your calls and talking about the Bible. But before we do anything, we want to get into prayer and just ask the Lord and seek the Lord for his presence. So, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you and I praise you. And we desire to honor you, Lord. We desire to worship you. We desire, Lord, to be at your feet, in your presence, Lord, that tonight, Father, we would know what it means to be touched by an awesome and mighty God. Father, I just pray for an outpouring of your power. I pray for an outpouring of your word, of your strength, of your healing. Lord, that you would just bless each and every listener tonight as we seek you, Lord. Lord, that we would find you. As your word says, Lord, that as we seek you, we would find you. Lord, I just pray that every listener tonight would be blessed, would have an experience with you, Lord, tonight. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, speak tonight and do all that you desire to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, uh, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. This is a live program, and we're here to pray with you. We're here to, 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 to answer questions, whatever's on your mind tonight. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if there's someone in your life that you just want to bring before the Lord for whatever circumstance, whatever situation, I encourage you, call in tonight with your prayer request. What, what, what do you need the Lord to intervene about? What do you need the Lord to do for you tonight? What is your desire that you want to bring before the Lord? Because the Bible tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, and all means all, you can bring anything before the Lord, anything. You know, the first John says that when we pray according to his will, he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the request that we ask of him. Look what it says um, in um, for, in Jeremiah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. One of my favorite passages. It says, "For I know the plans that I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans for your welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me." And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations, from the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for all of us. And it's for our welfare to do good, to prosper us, to, 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 to bless us. He has a plan for you in your life. So when you call upon him, it says, call upon him. Let's call upon the Lord tonight. Let's seek the Lord for whatever's going on in your life. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, and you want to stand in that gap and you want to bring your prayer to the Lord, I encourage you, call in tonight and let's pray together. Let's pray 
to the Lord. Let's pray and seek God. Let's pray in the Spirit. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. It's an easy number. Pick up that phone. Call in tonight and let's pray. What's going on in your life that you need the Lord to change, that you need the Lord to, change, to make a difference? Call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. How about Bible questions? Do you have a Bible question? Is there something on your mind tonight, some topic that you want to talk about that you want to get an understanding on? Well, if you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, the cults, the occult, world religions, uh, doctrine, theology, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever question you'd like to pose tonight, I'd like the opportunity to search the scriptures with you to find the answer to your question. The, the Bible has the answer to your question. So if you have a question tonight you'd like to ask, if there's something on your mind, a topic you'd like to bring up, we'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you. So call in at 888 888- Nine nine five fifty five fifty two. That's eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. For the live on your calls, if you have, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you want to bring somebody before the Lord. Uh, if there's a loved one that you want to just pray for that they would come to know the Lord. If somebody's in your life that you know is still lost, they're still in the world. Uh, if somebody's backslidden and you want to bring them before the Lord, we want to pray for them and just ask the Lord, that he would make the difference. So call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. Call in tonight with your testimonies and praise reports. So if the Lord has blessed you this week, you know, how has the Lord answered your prayers? How has the Lord blessed you this week, this month? We want to hear about it. Well, we want you to encourage others with what the Lord has done for you. The number is 888 995 as always, I want to just let you know, uh, we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship. So if you're looking for some place to spend your evening on Friday night, somewhere that you can come and just be comfortable and just praise the Lord with us, worship the Lord with us, seek the Lord in prayer, get into his word, we'd love for, for you to come out uh, to the church out in Arcadia. It's every Friday night at 8 p.m. So it's Friday night at 8 o'clock. And the address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. 805 North 1st Avenue. You can remember that, that address, can't you? 1st Avenue, 805 North 1st Avenue. Write it down and plan to be with us on Friday nights. We're finishing up 1 Corinthians. In fact, uh, this coming Friday we'll be finishing up in the 16th chapter of 1 Corinthians. We'll be finishing... 1 Corinthians, and we'll be going on to another uh, uh, book in the Bible to, 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 to study. So if you'd like to come out and worship with us, be with us, fellowship with us, we'd love to have you come out to 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Like I said, it's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Pasadena, Arcadia area. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Go north on Santa Anita one block to... Foothill Boulevard, make a right, go one more block to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us at the corner of Forest and First, and the address is 805 North First Avenue every Friday night at 8 p.m. We'd love to see you out there. If you're looking for a a church for Sunday morning, uh, Pastor Walter Hofflin is there at the Hills Church, and that's where we'll be meeting at uh, Sunday morning. So if you're looking for a church for Sunday morning worship, 10 a.m., at the Hills Church, it's the same address. Okay, uh, also, uh, you can listen to this program on podcast. We record the program, and we put it up on our uh, on the KKLA podcast page. So if you've missed the program and you'd like to catch up, this program will be recorded, and it will be up within the next 24 hours. So go to kkla.com, and we've got over 80 programs archived there already. So go to kkla.com. And look for the podcast page. Scroll down, and you'll see the Gypsy Christian Hour. You can share the program with somebody. Let them, you know, show it to them. Tell them to listen to it, uh, and just share the program and catch up with programs that you've missed. And let us know what you think. It's kkla.com, 
and we're on the podcast page. Okay, we want to pray for, uh, you know, we told you if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, call it. It's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on the air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. If you have a Bible question, question about theology, doctrine, whatever, call in tonight. Whatever's on your mind tonight, let's talk about it. It's 888-995-5552. And I'd like us to pray for a group of men and their families uh, from the recently closed GGCCLA Church. Um, There's been a lot of talk about that this week. Uh, Pastor Steve Miller and Pastor Sonny, they decided to close down the church, some other pastors that were with them. And we just want to pray that the Lord would just bless these men and their families and comfort them, give them peace, that the Lord would guide them and just, you know, just just guide them and lead them and just do a mighty work. So, Father, I just pray for all the people, Lord, from this church, for all the men and their families. I pray, Father, that there would be peace among them, that there would be peace in their heart. The guidance that they need, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill them, lead them. Give them your comfort, Father. Give them, Lord, all that they need, them and their families, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in these men and their families, that you would lead them, that you would guide them, that you would give them comfort and peace, Lord, and do what you desire to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want to say uh, to the guys that the Lord loves you, the Lord is leading you, the Lord is guiding you, you know, the Bible says in Jeremiah that when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And that's what we need to be doing in these kinds of situations. You know, when we're hurt, when we're disappointed, when things go the way we don't think they're going to go, we need to seek the Lord in all that we think, in all that we say, and all that we do. No matter what, we know God is on the throne, and he will do his perfect will. And that's what we need to pray for, that God's will will be done. And I just pray for these men, their families, and I pray that and I hope that you'll keep them in your prayers, that the Lord will lead them, that the Lord will guide them, and the Lord will do a mighty work. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We're here. For the next 40, well, more than just a little over 45 minutes we've got left in the program. And I encourage you to call in with your prayers, with your prayer requests, with your questions. What's on your mind tonight? Call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. We're going to go to our first caller, and we're going to talk to Chaplin. Hi, is that your name, Chaplin? No, my name is Debbie, but I'm Chaplain Debbie. Okay, Chaplain Debbie, nice to speak to you tonight. Hi, Sammy. I called a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And I'm gonna try not to cry, but um, I feel like even just waiting on hold, I feel like your prayers a couple weekends ago really kind of moved some things in the heavens or on earth. Or um, so I'm calling in behalf of. Uh, it was my nephew Trevor and Patrick. I'm calling them. Ne- uh, I'm calling them Trevor and Pat. Okay. Trevor is just got a well. They, he calls her his baby mama. Uh huh. Um. He just got her off the street of L.A. and is taking her to a rehab. Well, he can't get her to a rehab till Sunday or Monday, so he's taking her to a safe home. Mm-hmm. He's in a rehab. His brother just got a, added seven years in prison. That's. That's Pat added to the three years he's just, and he's doing, done almost three years of it, or two and a half. So um, I just want to pray for Desi that she would just never go back to her. She doesn't really know the Lord. She's had an abusive life. And so I just, I'm praying that she's probably going to sleep off these drugs for a week. Mm-hmm. And I just pray that she would just want to go continue into whatever rehab they find. I pre- I prefer it be a Christian home, but anyway. So Trevor is taking Desi to a safe house. Has to return to his rehab. Patrick just got 
an additional seven years. And they all have babies involved. That's probably the worst part of this. And their mom, my mm-hmm. sister, is in rehab, so or sober living. So this is and and I, the ironic part, I'm a jail prison chaplain. So uh, since they were little, so I've been doing prison ministry. So, so that's the ironic part. I don't know, but um, I just like prayers, Sammy. Amen. Amen. Well, and, and one yes. more, <laughs> just sure. For, go ahead. The Lord took my son home about 12 years ago, and they always asked um, why. Did God take your, you know, mm-hmm. their cousin because he was such a good kid and a godly boy and, um, you know, just a lot of sports things, good things, but mm-hmm. involved in ministry and church and yeah. anyway, but that's because he took him home, right? Because right. that's why God didn't take them because <laughs> his grace is well, so good. And first patient. of all, I just want to say again, I'm so sorry for your loss. It's a hard I'm so night sorry, tonight for some uh, Debbie, reason, but yeah. um, I just want to pray for but, the other moms and dads. Yeah, but you know, but you know, uh, the reason we don't know the reason the Lord took your son. We, we don't, don't. We don't. We, That's an unanswerable question. Right. But you know, God never takes anybody before they're ready. Right. And right. you know, He hasn't taken Trevor, and He hasn't right. taken Patrick. You know, right. and He hasn't taken you yet because He's got still more things to do with you in this life. Absolutely. You know, your son, your child, the Lord knew that 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 that, that baby was ready. That child was ready to be yeah, in his presence. He was ready yeah. to be in his presence. And God doesn't yeah. take anyone a lot doesn't allow anyone to leave this earth until they're absolutely ready to go. Thank you. Ready Sammy. to be with him. So if we're still here, God's not mm-hmm. finished with us yet. Thank nope. God. Thank God that, that you're your son was ready to and enter into he, the kingdom of God. And he was just that kid that brought a smile into the room and mm. would walk up and give you a big hug and a shake sure. of the hand. And, and sure. he also took my husband about a little over a year and my dad, my last best friend, a few months ago. So, yeah. But I'm really strong in the Lord. I'm just having a, bad, a little tough night. So. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, We're all human. I just walked in, turned on the radio, and you're <laughs> on the radio. I'm like... I gotta call. Well, I gotta call I'm Desi. so glad. Really, I'm really so honored. Right now. Yeah, I'm so honored that I could be here to just be with you in prayer right now, Debbie. You, so, Debbie. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. We glorify your name because you are worthy to be praised, Father. And you do everything perfectly, Lord. Even though, Lord, I might not like what you do, you do <laughs> it perfectly, Lord. Thank Maybe you. I don't understand, Lord, why you do the things you do, but I know you, and I know you well enough, Lord, to know that you love me, and you love Debbie, and you love Patrick and Trevor, and mm-hmm. Father, you love us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross, Thank Lord, you. to shed his blood that we might have eternal life. Hallelujah. So, Father, if you didn't hold Jesus back from that, what mm-hmm. would you hold back, Lord? What blessing would you hold back from Debbie? What blessing would you hold back from Patrick or, 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 or Trevor, Lord? And I just pray for these, Lord. I pray, Father, for Patrick, Lord, who's in jail. Lord, for, yeah. for, 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 for the drug addiction, Lord, that this, that this person we've been talking about has, that Trevor, uh, Father, would be just blessed by you. I just pray, Lord, that you would deliver from drugs and that you would, Lord, that you would free her, Lord, from this drug addiction and that you would keep her sober, that you would bless Trevor, Lord, as he is in rehab, Lord, and that you would bless Patrick, Lord. Father, even though he's in jail, Lord, I know, Father, that you can reach him there. You reached Paul and Silas when they were in the dungeon of the prison, Lord. You reached them, Lord, through their praise and through their worship. And I pray, Lord, that there would be a spirit of worship, Lord, uh, uh, upon Patrick, Lord, and that he would worship you, that he would know you, that he would come to know you, Lord, in a living way, Father, that he would know the eternal God who loves him, and that that love love and that grace that, that, that you poured out upon him would sustain Sustain him, Lord, and keep him safe. So I just pray for all of these mentioned tonight, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished because you know your will for their lives, Lord. You have a plan for them, Lord. Your word declares it to us, Lord. Jeremiah 29, 11 declares that you have a plan for each and every one of us. And I pray, Lord, that your perfect plan would be fulfilled for Debbie, Patrick, and Trevor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sammy. God bless you. Love your program. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, my brother. God bless. Praise the Lord. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, 
if you know somebody who needs prayer and you want to bring them before the Lord, and if you want to lift a prayer up before the Lord, I'd love the opportunity to help you pray. I'd love the opportunity to, 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 to try and answer your question using the Word of God. Not my opinion, not the opinion of man, but what does the Word of God say? So if you have a Bible question, something you want to ask about Christianity, something you want to ask about theology, doctrine, whatever is on your mind tonight, I encourage you to call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. We're going to go back to the phone and talk to Gregory. Hi, Gregory. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? I'm here. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. How, how can we help you? Uh, well, like I was saying at, at first, man, when I first called, I, I need prayer, man, really bad. And I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't been doing, shouldn't be doing. And, and, and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm messed up, you know, um, uh, struggling with drugs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm uh, in the process of getting a divorce from my wife. And it's just a lot of stuff that's going on with me right now that I shouldn't be doing. So and I really need prayer so so well, you know, I wanna, I'm doing the best I do I'm doing the best that I can, you know, but well, I what does that mean? Prayer. Okay. Well we're gonna pray with you for we're gonna pray with you for this for this situation, Gregory. But I just yes, wanna sir. ask a question. What is mm-hmm. doing the best you can? What does that mean? What are you doing? That, that means that I, I do, you know, a lot of stuff that, you know, that's that's good, you know, for us, like uh, taking care of, of myself and keeping my apartment uh, clean and stuff like that. And, okay. And and, and try and, and I have a bad habit of trying to help people, and to well, me, I don't think it's really nothing wrong with helping people, but mm-hmm. I'm helping the wrong people. Well, here's the thing, Gregory: you can't help people until you help yourself, uh-huh. and you need to help yourself. Get over this drug habit. Right, you, right. You've got an addiction to some type of substance. Some You've got a substance abuse problem in your life. And my question to you is what are you willing to do and how far are you willing to go to deal with this problem? To, I'm willing to do whatever it takes well, for me to get well, myself off of this stuff well, and get myself back on track well, and start back serving the Lord like I'm supposed well, to. Well, I'm going to advise you that you need to get some professional help you need to get into a, a, an accountability group, either a 12-step program or a drug rehab program, something more than what you're doing. You can't do it on your own. You're not right. going to be able to do it on your own. You don't have the willpower. You don't right. have the ability. You have, But what you do have is you have the power of the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you and to direct you and to give you strength that you don't, that you don't even realize you have yet. You see, Amen. you don't need to have you don't need to to have this this abusive uh, uh, practice in your life. You don't need to be chained and addicted to to something that wants to kill you. Because these drugs, they want to kill you. They want to ruin your life. They want to they they, they want to rule over your life. But you already Amen. have a ruler in your life. You have a Lord in your life, and His name Amen. is Jesus Christ, and He is able to free you from these drugs. But he okay. wants you to commit and to surrender this abuse to him. He wants you to give it to him. And it comes through prayer and it comes through action. Action, right. uh, prayer is first. Prayer is where we come first. And then action is second. It means to get into a, a, a rehab program, get into an accountability program, get into a 12-step program where you've got a sponsor, where you've got somebody to come alongside you and do help you through the process of getting these drugs out of your life. Right. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, for Gregory right now. I just pray, Lord, that you, that you would be the one to free him from these drugs, Lord, that you would break the chains of addiction, Father, and that you would give him, Lord, the, 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 the overwhelming desire, Lord, to serve you in his sober-mindedness, Lord, that he would be sober-minded, that he would be clear-headed, that he would discipline himself, Lord, 
through the power of your spirit, Lord, that he would be self-disciplined and self-controlled, Lord, that he would have power over these drugs and that the drugs would not have power over him, Father, that he would check himself in, Lord, to people, to other brothers, Lord, that are willing to come beside him, Lord, and help him through the process of getting sober and getting into recovery and getting into being healed, healed from this dreaded addiction, Lord, because this addiction is straight from the pit of hell. It's from where uh, we should not be involved, and he and Gregory should not be involved, Lord. But this is where he is, Father, and you love him the way you love him, the way he is. But, Lord, you love him too much to leave him this way. Father, I just pray, Lord, for a mighty work of God, for the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to overwhelm him, to come upon him, and to lead him and guide him, Father. I pray that first thing tomorrow, Lord, that he would go to his pastor and tell the pastor, Pastor, I have a problem and I need help. That he would reach out to other men that are willing to come alongside him and help him, Father. I just pray, Lord, for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit upon his life and that you, Lord, would do the work that no one else can do, Lord. that you've already done from the cross. You've broken every addiction, Lord. You've paid for every sin on the cross. And I just pray, Lord, that Gregory would come into that place of grace, that place of mercy, to realize that he has power through you and in you. Father, we pray in that name of Jesus, the name above all names, the name that breaks every chain of addiction. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, God, God bless you, Gregory, and I encourage you, man. You can't do it alone. Get some help. No. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. God bless you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. And if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, and you want to get before the Lord tonight, the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995. 995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, a Bible topic, something you want to talk about, I encourage you to call in. It's 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Tony. Hey, Tony, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Yeah, praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm calling in for prayer, please. Okay. Yeah, it's for me. I need prayer. Uh, well, there's a lot of things going on in my life, but, uh, I'm afraid I'm a little backslidden Mm -hmm. and I just want to, just want to get right with the Lord. Uh, I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been going to church. Uh, why do you think that is Tony? Well, well, Tony, you need to you need to turn off your radio, please, because we have a ten okay, second delay. Okay, I'm going in the other room. Yeah, okay, so why do you think that is? What do you think is behind the 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 the, the backsliddenness or the, the the not going to church, not praying? What's going on, Tony? Can you well, uh, I think it's a uh, it's a neglect on my part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm neglecting uh, a lot of things. Uh, uh, and I'm pretty sure the enemy has a part in it, keeping me away yeah. from uh, things, you know. Yeah. Well, let's pray. Father, I just come before you, Lord, with Tony. Lord, he's confessed his backsliddenness, Lord, he's backsliding. He's confessed, Lord, that he, he's not interested in reading your word. He's, he's, he's confessed, Lord, that he knows where he is and what predicament he's in, Father. And I just pray an outpouring, Lord, of your Holy Spirit upon him, Father. Lord, as you've convicted him and shown him, Lord, uh, the error of his ways, I pray, Lord, that you'd also show him, Lord, how much you love him, that you'd pour out, Lord, your love and your grace, Father, that you would just take him in his ar- in your arms right now, Lord, the way that you received the prodigal son, Lord, that father who was waiting for that son to come back, you've been waiting for Tony to make this phone call. You've been waiting for him to confess uh, him being backslidden. You've been waiting for him, Lord, to desire to come back to you. And I know, Lord, that you receive him right now, just as he is, Lord. Lord, I just pray, Lord, for your conviction, for your grace, for your love, and for your mercy to be upon Tony, Lord, that you would show him, Father, the way back home the way back home to the Father who loves him. Lord, embrace him and take him into your arms and lead him, Father, 
into the perfect will of a perfect God who loves him. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that the first thing he would want to do tomorrow morning is to get up and go to church. Lord, that he would prayerfully seek you, Lord, and, and seek you in your word. Lord, that he would wake up and, with the joy of the Lord in his heart, knowing that you've received him back into your kingdom, back into your, into your perfect will. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in Tony, Lord, that you would restore his joy in you, that he would restore all that has been lost or given up, Lord, through him being backslidden. Lord, that you would bring him back into the perfect will of a perfect God in your grace, in your love, and in your mercy. We pray for all of this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, and thank you very much. Well, God bless you. Good night. Bye. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Eddie. Hi, Eddie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Uh, hi, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, I have a question regarding a, a couple that just recently joined our church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a small church. It's in Whittier. And uh, the pastor's like 89 years old. And this couple, they go from church to church. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to take over the church. Like the husband and wife, they pray for people after the pastor gives his message. Mm -hmm. And it kind of bothers me because she takes over. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, the husband, he's a good teacher. He'll teach like Bible studies. But um, it's like the the pastor of the church, he'll preach like when he's there because he's up there at age. Right. And uh, it kind of, it kind of like, bothers me because um i see they're taking over and i'm i've been praying to the lord and asking them uh-huh. uh, if it's right for me to tell the pastor or should i let god do the work well you can you can go to your pastor you know with with um with you know love and respect and just you know tell him you know ask him pastor what do you think about this couple that's coming to our church and it seems like they're trying to take over you know what is his opinion about it also, there, is there a board of elders in your church that kind of uh, take care of the, the the everyday work of the church, or you know, how, I don't know how your church is, how your church no, functions. It's, it's, uh, it's or, a family. It's a family oriented church, mm-hmm. and uh, the son's the assistant pastor, and um, you know, they really they really like this couple a lot. But but um, they rent. They have a church in Whittier. There, there's another. Uh, a church that oh. goes after the service at three o'clock. They were with them, but mm-hmm. then they left because they couldn't get their way. Okay. Well, I would talk to that pastor and ask, you know, try and get a little more information about what was going on and why they left that church. But I would yeah. talk to the leadership of your church. You know, I would I would uh, express my uh, doubts or my concerns. That's the word. I would I would have you express your concerns to the leadership of the church and see what they say. Uh, and then you know, um, y- and then you can go to this couple and and ask them, hey, what are you? What are your intentions? What are your uh, what, what's your motives here? What are you doing? Are you trying to take over the church and you know see what the situation is going? You know, really get to the root of the situation. But right. you do it lovingly. You do it with respect. Uh, I, but my first uh, advice would be go to the leadership of your church and and express your concerns about what's going on. And if they should continue to allow this to happen in the church, uh huh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, anyway, um, thanks a lot. You know, I really appreciate your um, your your advice, and uh, you're doing a great job. God bless you. Thank you, Eddie. God bless you. God bless you. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you have a question about the Bible, a question about uh, anything. Call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you want to ask a Bible question, call in. 888-995-5552. Let's take this next call and talk to Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hello. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? How can we help you? Well, I have kind of like a question in a like prayer request because it's like I've been going through a lot. So I don't know. I would just start 
from wherever, I guess. But, um, like, three years ago, like, I came out to, like, relatives and stuff to let them know, like, um, like, I was sexually assaulted at 19 years old. I'm 25 now, but I was assaulted at 19 years old with a relative. And they took his side over mine, and they, like, humiliated me by spreading rumors and stuff, like, nasty rumors and stuff. And, like, I'm just, like, still, like, mad about the situation, still hurt about the situation. And what exactly happened? I, I, you've got a bad connection. Why did you get up uh, hurt? No. Go ahead. Hello? Yeah. Why yes, did... like... I'm 25 now, so the situation that happened to me, like I was, sex- I was sex- sexually assaulted by a, a okay. relative. Okay. And they took yes. his side, not yours. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, they basically, like, humiliated me by, like, spreading, like, bad um, mm-hmm. rumors about me and things like that. And it's like I've been, I left from that house to, like, my godparents' house. Mm-hmm. And, um... And I'm still, like, dealing with the hurt and the pain and humiliation. And I felt like God, like, kind of, like, abandoned me in a way because it's like I'm still dealing with these issues. And then in the home now with my godparents, I feel like they're mistreating me because, um, because, you know, I get food stamps. And it's like they, like, basically taking my food stamp card. And it's like always, like, a battle or anything mm-hmm. when I, like, talk to them about my food stamp card and it's like always like a confrontation so it's like at this point I don't know what to do because it's like well, Jasmine, I'm like kind of struggling yeah. you know <laughs> well my question is if you're 25 years old what are you doing living with your godparents cause uh, I go to school full time at Dominguez and like uh-huh. I'm working part time right. um, for the moment because you know it's kind of hard to work full time and being a full time student okay and, that explains yeah. it sure sure I understand well, you know, you're in a tough situation. You know, you've been mistreated and you've been misrepresented and I know how you feel because we all go through that, you know, from in different situations. Uh people say things about you that are not true. And you know, I uh I was reminded of a scripture this week that the Lord is our defense. We don't have to defend ourselves. We know the truth, Jasmine. And God knows the truth and God will be your defender. Eventually, God will bring out the truth of really what happened, and he's your defense. He's your attorney. You know, the, the Bible says that he will send, oh, Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the, the, the paraclete, and that means the one who stands beside you, the one who stands next to you. He's like, a, he's like when if, if you were to go to court and the lawyer that you hire would stand next to you to defend you, that's the meaning of what Jesus says when he says, I will send you, send you the Holy Spirit. He stands with you, he stands beside you, and he defends you. And the Lord is your defense. And I would encourage you to pray and to seek the Lord to deliver you from the bitterness and from the, the feelings of abandonment because God has never abandoned you. He loves you. Uh, Jasmine, and he's never abandoned you. He's carried you through every one of these situations. He has carried you in his arms because he loves you, and he's kept you safe. He's kept you safe so that you would, so that you would prosper and that you would have a future, and that his perfect will would be accomplished in your life. Amen. You, you there? Yeah. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, I just want to encourage you to keep going to school to keep moving forward, and keep coming back to the Lord. Keep coming back to him in prayer. Keep coming back to him in his word. I don't know if you're going to church, but I would encourage you to go to church. Go to a good church where there's people around that will that, that, that you can fellowship with, that you can get into a Bible study with, that you can get into a, a, a ladies' Bible study or a prayer meeting, or just start building those friendships in church with other Christians who will encourage you, with other Christians who will, who will stand beside you, with other Christians that will pray with you. You know, it's important to have those relationships. It's important to be with other Christians. It's important to be in God's house. And I'm sure that that's what the Lord wants you to do. I really, I really believe that, Jasmine, that, that you will receive the love and the support of God through his people. Okay. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, I pray for Jasmine, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would heal the hurt and the brokenness in her life. Lord, that you 
would erase from her from her mind, Lord, the, the memories of the people that have hurt her and abused her, the people that have misrepresented her, Lord. I pray that she would forgive those those people, Lord, and that she would move on. Lord, that she would go through the process of grieving. There's nothing wrong with grieving the process. But Lord, we go through the steps until we get to the place of acceptance to, to move on, to go on from the past. So I just pray, Lord, that you would minister to Jasmine. Father, that you would heal the brokenness in her, in her life, in her heart, and that she would be healed and move forward and go on and have the, pros- the, 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 the prosperous life, the abundant life that you came to give her. You said, Lord, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life more abundant. Father, I pray that that abundant life would be here for Jasmine from tonight on forward, Lord, that she would receive the blessings of a God who loves her and cares her and has never abandoned her, but has always been right there, right there beside her, leading her and guiding her into your will, Father. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, Jasmine. God bless you, too. Good night. Well, praise the Lord. Um, you know, I've been uh, we've been going through First Corinthians uh, in our Bible study in our prayer meeting at uh, on Friday nights, and I just wanted to uh, get into the Word. We've got some time, and I wanted to get into the Word. Praise God. Uh, and we're in First Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter. And you know, Corinthians is an amazing book. It's an amazing letter that Paul wrote to a church that he had spent a year and a half with. He'd spent a year and a half establishing this church in Corinth, and there were things going, some things going wrong. And doesn't that happen in every church? Things go wrong. Things go wrong, but there's nothing so wrong in a church that the Holy Spirit can't fix, repair, and rebuild. There's nothing so wrong in a church that God can't be the difference. And Paul wrote this letter to instruct and to encourage and to restore the Corinthian church. And he says, Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. You know, Paul is, is, is saying, you know, Hey, I've made known to you. You know the gospel. I preached it to you. I preached it for you, to you. I preached it in your city for a year and a half. And you stand on this word. You received it and you stand on it. And you were saved by it. And you will, and you are saved if you hold fast. I, I underline this. If you hold fast the word which I preach to you. God wants us to hold fast to his word. Never let go of his word. Never let go of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if you do, then when you, he says, which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. He doesn't want your faith and your belief to be in vain. He wants you to stand, to stand as a Christian, to move on and to grow, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So he's telling them, that I've made known to you the gospel. You know the word of God. You stand in the word of God. You are saved by the word of God, and you hold fast to the word, unless you would fall back, and your faith would have been in vain. So he's telling them, stand up. Hold fast. Be strong in God's word. And he's about to explain something to them. You see, Paul has saved the most important subject till the end of his letter. He's about to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how important the resurrection of Jesus Christ is. And the the, the importance is, is so important that I could say that Christianity stands or falls all on the, 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 the fact that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Yes, Christianity. Christianity stands or falls all on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus Christ has not been raised from the dead, then our faith is in vain. We're worthless. Our our faith is worthless because Jesus is still dead. But if he is raised from the dead, then everything he said is true. And we can believe everything. 
See, if Christ is raised from the dead, Christianity is true. And everything that he said in his word is true. But if he isn't raised from the dead, then our faith is, in, is, is, is for nothing. And Paul is going to say that in, just in, in, in this chapter. He, he states that in this chapter. You know, if you wanted to disprove Christianity, where would you start? You'd start with the resurrection. Because if you could disprove the resurrection, you disprove all of Christianity. In fact, there's a man, uh, a Christian apologist named Lee Strobel. He was an atheist. And he wanted to disprove Christianity because his wife had become a Christian. And who she was an atheist and then she became a Christian. And he wanted to prove to his wife that Christianity was false. So he started investigating, because that was his job. He was an investigative reporter in, in Chicago, Illinois. He started investigating Christianity. And he was told, if you want to disprove Christianity, start with the resurrection. So he tried to disprove the resurrection. He couldn't. The evidence was so overwhelming that Jesus has been raised from the dead that after I don't know how long, a year, maybe longer, of, of, of searching the, the scriptures, of searching the evidence, Lee Strobel became a Christian and has dedicated his life now to giving reasons based on evidence for faith. And he does that in his book, A Case for Christ. He does that in his book, A Case, a Case for a Creator. And his most recent book that's going to be released this month, A Case for Miracles. And this is a man who was an atheist, trying to disprove Christianity, became a Christian. And it's all, it all started with the resurrection. Because if Christ is raised from the dead, then our, our assurance is strong. Our assurance is well-placed in his truth. He says in the third verse, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins. First point, Christ died for your sins. He died for our sins. He died because we had a debt that we could not pay. He died in our place. He died as a sacrifice for our sins. Paul says Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. It was proclaimed in the scriptures, prophesied in the scriptures, that he would die. That he would die for our sins as a sacrifice. And that he was buried. Jesus Christ was buried in a tomb. And that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Again, according to the scriptures. So we have Jesus Christ dying for our sins, dead in a tomb, but raised on the third day, raised from the dead, the first to ever be raised from the dead. Well, you say, what about Lazarus? Lazarus was raised, yes, but Lazarus died again. Lazarus was dead for, what, three, four days? And he was raised from the dead. Wasn't resurrected. He was raised from the dead because Lazarus died again. Poor guy, he, he, went through, he went through death twice. So everybody says it was such a miracle that, that Lazarus was raised from the dead. But the poor guy died twice. He had to die twice. So Lazarus wasn't resurrected. He was raised from the dead. As were others raised from the dead, but they all had to die again. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, resurrected from the dead, never to taste of death again. He lives forever, and we also shall live forever. What does Paul say? If you hold fast to the word, if you stand for the word. So let's stand for the word, convinced of his resurrection, assured of his resurrection, assured that our Jesus, our Messiah, our God lives. God is alive, and he's living within you. He's living within me, and he is able to do abundantly, exceedingly beyond what we ask. So our God lives because he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he, was, he appeared to Cephas. That's Peter. Paul says he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 at one time. And Paul says, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Paul puts forth evidence eyewitnesses of the raised Christ. Most of them are still living and are available to go and ask. He said, Paul said, you don't believe me? Go. Go and ask the eyewitnesses if they saw him. 
There was 500 of them, more than 500, and most of them are still alive. They're, they're available for your interview. Go and ask them. Over 500, Peter and all the apostles, they all saw the risen Christ. They were all eyewitnesses. It says, then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me also, for I am the least of the apostles and not fit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Paul is also an eyewitness of the risen Christ. Remember in, in Acts the ninth chapter and the road to Damascus, Paul saw Jesus. And Jesus said, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And that, that began Paul's conversion. That Paul was converted on the road to Damascus because he saw the risen Christ. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove in vain. But I labored even more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach and so you believed. Now if Christ is preached, that he's been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? See, there were Gentiles in Corinth that were Christians, but they didn't believe in the resurrection. Why? Because they were unaware that there even was a resurrection. They were unaware of the teaching. Jews, the Hebrews, they believed in the resurrection. They believed in the resurrection of the dead, but these Gentiles were unaware. This was a new teaching to them. So they needed to get used to what what really happened, something that they weren't unaware of, that they were that was totally foreign to them, a resurrection of the dead. So some were saying there was no resurrection because they couldn't believe because they didn't know how to believe. But Paul's teaching them, you can believe in the resurrection because it's already happened once. Jesus was raised from the dead. We are eyewitnesses to the resurrected Christ. So you can believe and you can know that you too shall be resurrected from the dead. You too shall be raised from the dead. We don't have to be, we don't stay in the grave. Christians don't stay in the grave. Christians, though they die, are raised again. And we are raised in glorified bodies. And if you read Corinthians, the 15th chapter, you'll see what Paul says about uh, glorified bodies. We probably don't have enough time to get into all of it tonight. But I want to get into this. Paul states this, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith also is in vain. Moreover, we are even found to be false witnesses of God, because we testify against God if he has not been raised from the dead, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith, listen to this, your faith is worthless, and you're still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are of all men most to be pitied. If there is no resurrection, we'll probably pay. If there is no resurrection, then all of Christianity is false and a total waste of time. Paul says, then we are hopeless and there is no future or eternal life. Verses, that's verses 18 and 19. You know, I'd said all of Christianity stands or falls on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If Jesus is raised from the dead, and you know, we need to stress this point. We need to preach this more and more and more, that Jesus is raised from the dead. Jesus is alive. You know, so many Christians today have a dead God, have a God that they don't read, it about, they don't read about in the Bible. They don't pray. I'm asking you, do you pray? Do you talk to God on a daily basis? Do you talk to God on a weekly basis? Do you ever talk to God at all? Do you read his word? God is not dead. Jesus is alive. He's been raised from the dead. He's not still in that tomb. 
He's not buried. He's alive. And he reigns and rules at the right hand of God. Jesus is alive today. The Holy Spirit is at work today. Is he at work in your life? Are you allowing him to work in your life? We need to to realize that our God, our Savior, is alive. He is raised from the dead. He is raised in glory. He is raised in power. You know, we, we, we pray... And at the end of our prayers, we slap a in Jesus' name on that prayer, and we think it's over. But we don't realize we don't realize how much power there is in that name, how much authority there is in that name. That name of Jesus is above every name. It's a Jesus is above the name of Lucifer. Satan trembles at the name of Jesus. The demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease tremble at the name of Jesus because he has the authority over them. They don't have the authority over Jesus. And if they don't have the authority over Jesus, they don't have the authority over you. You have authority in the name of Jesus. You even have authority over drug abuse. You even have the authority over alcohol. You have the authority over addiction. You don't have to be addicted to whatever you're addicted to. You have the authority in the name of Jesus because he is alive. You know, you know, Buddha was a false god, and he's dead. Allah can't help you. There is no such thing as Allah. We don't worship Allah. He's not, he's not real. All the gods of this world are not real. There is one true God. One true God. And his son, Jesus Christ. And the power of his Holy Spirit. One true God revealed in three persons. And those three persons are eternally distinct. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Alive and active today. Will you allow him to do what he wants to do in your life? Yes, Christ is raised from the dead. And we need to realize and honor him because he is raised from the dead. He is alive. God is alive and well. And though he might not, you might not think he's working, he's at work. He's at work. And he's not at work closing churches. He's at work in living men who are willing to serve him. He's he's at work in men who will surrender to him, humble themselves, and serve a living God. Yes, I thank the Lord for all the work he's done these 40 years. And you know, I I don't know what to say. I can't. I don't know what to say about things that are happening in churches today. Except at best, it's sad And at worst, it's disgraceful what men are doing to God's church. But I pray that you'll make the difference. I pray that you will stand in his word and that you will allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. And you make the difference. You tell somebody this week about Jesus. You tell somebody about how much God loves them. You tell somebody about how Jesus died on the cross, was buried in a tomb, and was raised the third day so that they might have eternal life if they'll give their life to Jesus Christ. How about you? How about you stand in the Word? How about you make a difference? Invite somebody to receive Christ. Invite somebody into the kingdom of God. Let God do the work that He wants to do and let Him do it through you. Well, as you can hear from the music in the background, our time's up for tonight. I hope you enjoyed the program. Hopefully, God willing, we'll be here back here next Saturday night. So, Jantunchi, make Astum and Reblesa. God bless you, and good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.